friends, today we are going to get into what Luke really cared about, part three. So I am going to try and pick at least three verses from the references given by the author of this book to try and make it seem a little more cohesive than me just spouting out some numbers at you. So this first section is called, Luke in his gospel declared Jesus' mission of bringing God's salvation. Given Jesus' identity as Luke established it in the first half of his gospel, chapter 1 verse 1 through chapter 9 verse 50, what did Jesus come to do? Luke portrayed Jesus' important mission on the second half of his gospel, Luke chapter 9 verse 51 to Luke chapter 24 verse 53. Luke's gospel structure shows us that his primary concern was the mission of salvation as it was wrapped up in the person of Jesus. Luke brought together the concepts of Jesus' identity and mission in the transfiguration story and we are given chapter 9 verse 28 through verse 36 as a reference, which if you actually look up those verses, that specific section is called the Transfiguration. This is the paragraph where Luke talks about Peter, John, and James going up to the mountain and seeing Jesus with two men, Moses and Elijah, and then seeing Jesus transfigured. Only Luke reported that the content of Jesus' conversation with Moses and Elijah was Jesus' mission and departure, literally Exodus. So if we look up chapter 9, verse 31 of Luke, it says, They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. This was followed by God's voice identifying Jesus as his son in chapter 9, verse 35, which says, A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. With Jesus' identity as God's son firmly established, Luke could shift his focus to Jesus' mission. A key turning point in the gospel is Luke chapter 9 verse 51, which says, As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. It begins the central section of the gospel, often called the travel narrative. With the words Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem, literally set his face to go to Jerusalem, Jerusalem was where he would bring his mission to completion. Luke frequently reminded the reader of the Jerusalem destination in chapter 9 verse 51 and 53, which says that the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. Chapter 13, verse 22, which says, Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. And the last verses that we will look at are chapter 13, verses 31 through 35, which state, At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, Go tell that fox. I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, 
you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. If you want to look up the remainder of the verses given, it is chapter 17, verse 11 of Luke, chapter 18, verse 31, chapter 19, verse 28, and chapter 19, verse 41. What was Luke's idea of Jesus' mission, which would be accomplished in Jerusalem? This next section is called Salvation. Jesus' mission was to bring God's salvation. The Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. And that verse is chapter 19 of Luke, verse 10. Early in Luke, we learned that salvation was God's deliverance of humans from the power and effects of sin. From Luke chapter 1, verse 47, which says, And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And that verse is from Mary's song. Also, Luke chapter 1, verse 69, which says, He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And Luke chapter 71, which says, Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. And lastly, Luke chapter 1, verse 77, which says, To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. For Luke, this salvation came through Jesus Christ, especially through his death and resurrection, so that people could enjoy the fullness of life God intended. Luke used a variety of words to talk about salvation. The Greek word often translated to save is a flexible word and can be translated to heal. The example given here is Luke chapter 8 verse 47 through 50 which says, then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been healed instantly. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. It also can be translated to rescue from danger. The example given here is chapter 23, verses 35 through 39, which say, The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. And this, I guess, is the example of him rescuing people. I went back into King James just to check and see if they had put rescue instead of save, but it is the same wording, so the meaning behind save here is to rescue people. And then lastly, it is translated to deliver from sin as well, 
This has um, two different verses given, but I'm just going to go into Luke chapter 13, verse 23, which says, Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? I don't really understand why that was the example given. So if anybody has any information on that for me, go ahead and email me and I will talk about it in the next podcast episode. Luke, however, was the only synoptic gospel writer to use the nouns for salvation and the noun for savior. He used them predominantly to speak of God's deliverance of his people from sin and its effects. Similarly, Luke used the redemption group of words, including to redeem and redeemer, to speak about salvation from sin. Luke used other phrases to describe salvation, including to inherit eternal life, from chapter 10, verse 25, which says, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And then also from Luke chapter 18, verse 18, a certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And then the last phrase listed is to enter the kingdom of God. The example given here is Luke chapter 18 verses 24 through 25 which say, Jesus looked at him and said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Alright, I am going to leave off there for today. I hope that you guys enjoyed this message. Have a great day and till next time.